0: Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patti Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patti Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for November 18, 2019. Now, if you haven't subscribed or given a five-star review just yet, please do. It helps other fangirls and guys find the show, and we all know it's no fun to fangirl alone. (laughs) So this is the Monday Movie Minute, and every Monday we chat about the movies that came out or what we saw last week and what's happening in the box office. This week we're going to talk about Frozen 2, which is opening this week, and I actually got to see it uh, a little bit in advance, and also Charlie's Angels, which opened on Friday. And, of course, we're going to cover these from the perspective of uh, should your kids see it, what ages, in my parent movie review. Uh, But first, we are going to talk about this box office. Now, number one, I'm not surprised by this, was Ford v. Ferrari. I haven't seen it yet. It looks good. I've heard some great reviews on it. It's definitely on my list to try to make it in, hopefully, this week. Midway is number two. Charlie's Angels came in at number three. Playing with Fire, which I reviewed last week on the podcast, is at number four. Uh, five is Last Christmas. Six is Dr. Sleep. Seven, The Good Liar. Eight, Joker. And nine, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. And then 10 is Harriet. All right, um, on to the movie reviews. Now, for those that are new around here, I just want to point out that I see myself as kind of your bridge between the criticky critic <laughs> and the fans. I usually land somewhere in between when you look at the ratings on places like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Um, my number one goal when going to the movies, any movie, is to be entertained. That's the first thing I am looking for in a movie. If I walk out of there and had a good time, I am generally leaving with a positive overall review. Now that doesn't mean that I can't find something to uh, critique or something that I didn't love, but I just want you to know that I am not going into these movies trying to pick things apart scene by scene or um, from a very stylistic point of view or or anything like that. I just want to know if it's, and I want to be able to tell you if it's worth going to the movie to see if you're going to have a good time, right? All right, that's my bottom line. Okay, now that's just to give you an idea of where I land uh, before we dive into the movie reviews this week. So, Frozen 2, we're gonna start with this one. Uh, Last week I could give some reactions, uh, but the embargo wasn't up for the review just yet. So, this week I'm actually able to review it a little bit. Um, The more, this is one of those movies that the more I think about it, the more I think I like it. It's, it's weird. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there first off. My initial reaction as I was watching this movie was like, what is going on? Because it's a little out there. Um, and yeah, that means it's weirder than a talking sto- snowman this time around. Okay. There's a mystical quality to, to the entire film that comes across strongly in all ways. Um, the music is, is different. Um, the animation is a little mystical. The story, we're not just talking talking trolls this time, even though they do make an appearance. <laughs> it, it just, everything's a little bit more mystical and otherworldly um, than the first one. People are saying that it's a little darker. I don't know that I'd say that it's darker. I would definitely agree that it's more intense than uh, the, the first Frozen. Definitely more intense in tone than than you might be expecting going in, uh, but don't don't worry. There's plenty of laughs. Olaf comes through. You will still have a great time. Lots of love, and that of course makes you know our little Frozen family special. It's all still there. That that heart is still there. But the thing that stood out to me the most while watching this movie was the animation. It is stunningly beautiful. And after the scene with Elsa and the water horse, and that is not a spoiler, so don't come at me, because it's on the trailers and posters and merchandise even. But as I'm watching this, like when it wrapped up and it finishes, I whispered to my seatmate, I was like, Pixar who? Because... It was just, it was mind blowing what they have done uh, on screen with this movie. And you know, I love me some Pixar, and I think their animators are fantastic. But I really was just like, this is the best animation I have seen ever in my life on screen. Yeah, I said it. It's 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 so good, guys. It's so good. Now, in this in this story, everyone has evolved uh, in this version of Frozen, even Olaf, which is a delight. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, give me give me more Jonathan Groff, give me more uh, Josh Gad. I'm all about those things. I I love those guys, but I think that also made this plot a little bit messy. What I love about the movie is is we do get those side character development a little bit more, and they have some really big and really important moments. Uh, during the the press junket that I went on for Frozen 2, that was called out. Um, Evan and Rachel Wood had a whole discussion about some of the lines that Kristoff gives and how important they are. And if you guys want to read that conversation, which I'm telling you, you probably do, because it was pretty awesome, I recapped it, and I'm going to put that link for you over here for you to go read it on my site. So so you know that that was important but that also made the keeping uh keeping the focus on Anna and Elsa more of a struggle I think cuz you know we're competing a little bit more with time and attention when we bring in these other characters in a more detailed way. And I felt like the movie struggled a little bit with finding that balance or, or finding the focus there, at least for me. It was it was hard for me to kind of wrap my head about what what all was going on. Didn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Didn't mean I didn't have a good time. It just meant it wasn't as light and easy as the first movie. And of course, we're going to compare. Who You can't help but, you know, compare. And that's what you guys want to know is, well, I like it as much as the first movie. Uh, here's the thing. You might. There's a lot there's a lot of reviewers and a lot of critics that are coming out saying they like it better than Frozen 1. I'm not sure I can go quite there just yet. Cause I've only seen it the one time. So maybe I need to see it a couple more times. And when it matches up to how many times I've seen frozen one, then I can tell you if I like it better, but I will say I enjoyed it and I will definitely be taking the whole family where we've got tickets. We're going to go and see it again this weekend and we can't wait. Now, uh, as far as your kids, is this something that your kids can see? Will they need a warm hug afterwards? They might. <laughs> I'm going to put it that way. They might. Like I said, it's a little bit more intense, but it's not over the top intense. It's, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's scary. I would not keep your kids out of the movie for this one. Um, this is a PG movie, and that's a fair, completely fair rating. Uh, one of the best answers from the Frozen 2 press junket was when Kristen Bell was basically asked this question "Is you know, do you think this is too scary for young kids? And she thought, her, her answer was so, so smart. She just thought a movie like this offers a safe place for kids to experience some of those scary or nerve inducing moments, um, that they might be exposed to on film. It gives them a chance to kind of try out and experience those emotions, but it's done in a safe place and comes from a place of love. And of course, their family is going to be right there with them. Their parents are going to be there watching this movie with them. So it's all good things, guys. All good things. There's no sex, no language, um, just a smidge of violence, uh, cartoon violence. And there's a fight scene or two. But I, I definitely feel like you can take your kids into the unknown and go see Frozen 2 in the theater this week. All right. The next movie is Charlie's Angels. Now a little context here, a little history. I am a child of the 70s and 80s. So of course, I played Charlie's Angels with my sisters because this is this is what we had to model ourselves. This is what we had on TV at the time. There weren't a lot of strong female central figures. Charlie's Angels were it. FYI, I was the youngest of the three older sisters, and so they always made me be Sabrina. I never got to be Kelly. I wanted to be Kelly Garrett so bad. Never got to do it. <laughs> I'm still holding a grudge all these years later. Uh, okay, so Charlie's Angels, in case you don't know, this is uh, three female private eyes. They use their smarts and their looks and their gadgets and some money that they have to to solve cases. Look, this is the 70s of of course, it was very sexualized. Uh, and when I look back now, I just cringe a whole lot. Big difference between Charlie's Angels in the 70s and Charlie's Angels 2019. However, we're gonna get there in just a minute. All right. So this is basically, you know, the same plot for the 2019 version, except we've gone completely international and we franchised. Uh, there are multiple Bosleys, which is kind of like a rank. I think they called him a lieutenant um, when they were describing you know, why there's multiple Bosleys. They're like, well, it's a rank in our organization, okay? So we have multiple Bosleys, and um, they're all over the world. And Michael Strahan shows up as a cameo as one of the Bosleys in New York, which made me laugh a little bit. There's also this huge team of angels who have earned their wings. They come together, you know, in various formats uh, to solve cases and to solve problems, right? Now, the obvious question is, Did we need to revisit this franchise yet again? Because there were the, there was a TV shows back in the 70s and the early 80s. And then we jumped to the 2000s. I think in 2000 and 2002, we had two Charlie's Angels movies. And then now here we are in 2019 with yet another version. And I'm going to say yes. I am going to say yes, we did need to revisit this franchise because they finally got it right from the girl power point of view. Women are centrally focused here. And Elizabeth Banks, I, I gotta hand it to her. I think she took what has historically been a troubling uh portrayal of of what they were trying to do with women, and she made it right in this one. When the other movies and definitely when that series were were written, it was it was written by men and it was written for men, for the audience of men. And frankly, this one is f- by women, for women. And for the most part, it works. It works as a form of entertainment. I enjoyed it. Plot-wise, there's nothing like super deep here. Charlie's Angels, of course, is the three women that come together to protect each other. They end up you know, even though they butt heads at some points, they do end up making this bond together. It's the Townsend uh, Townsend agency again. And uh, there's Jane, there's Sabina, and there's Elena who is a newcomer. And she's not she's more the client than she is part of the team until, you know, further th- as the movie progresses, she she becomes part of the action as well. Now, Elena is played by Naomi Scott and she's a programmer who's um targeted when she realizes that something that she has developed could actually very easily be turned into a weapon, and she needs to stop this uh, before it causes all kinds of problems and mayhem in the world. At some point, they start to realize there's probably possibly a traitor in the Townsend agency, and they have to try to root that out and figure out who they can trust. And uh, in the end, of course, the three women, Jane, Sabina, and Elena, have to rely on each other, right? And save the world, naturally. (laughs) Now, I mentioned Elizabeth Banks earlier. She is acting in this movie. She's the main Bosley that we follow along with the story. But she's also one that wrote and directed this one. If you follow her or know anything about her, she does not shy away from standing up for something and for speaking up. And from the opening scene, this movie makes a stand in the Me Too movement. While well, it eases up a little bit after that. So if you're afraid this is going to be like super political film and you're not going to enjoy it and you're not going to like it, it does ease up. So it's not like in your face as much as it is in that opening scene. But she has a, a, a pretty great opening scene that she uses Kristen Stewart Two fantastic results to get the point across that this is not your typical Charlie's Angels movies. There's lines and there's scenes throughout that, you know, continue that theme. This is this is a a female empowerment, Charlie's Angels, and you haven't seen it before. And it totally works. It totally works in 2019. Now, Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Belinsky are the angels, and for the most part, they're fine. They, they physicality is pretty off the charts, and and I was super impressed with all the the moves and the, the the stunts that they were able to pull off. The lines, a lot of them are are super deadpan, and they're delivered succinctly and deliciously in cases. Kristen Stewart, however, oh my gosh. She was the one that you wanted to see more of. I mean, she is clearly having a ball on this movie. And I don't know if they just gave her the best lines or they developed her character the best or if it was just the perfect fit of character and actress. But and and I'll admit I've been a Kristen Stewart hater for years. Like she felt like she was I don't know. I don't want to get into her personal life because that's not fair. But felt like there was something missing from Kristen Stewart from when she was younger and she first burst on scene. Like there was this period where something was up. I don't know what. But in this movie, it felt good to watch her again. And it was a delight to watch her again. And I would tell you just to go and pay your money if, you, if you're if you an old Twilight fan like I was <laughs> just to see Kristen Stewart shine on screen because she she's she's great in this movie. She was so much fun in this movie. Yeah, I had, a, I had a blast with her. Kristen, you were great. The action scenes, the action scenes in this movie were a little choppy with some, I don't wanna say poor camera choices, but confusing cham- cam- camera choices for me. There was so much going on in a tight shot at times. This was in like the hand-to-hand combat scenes. It was a little hard to follow what exactly was happening. I felt like it was a minor distraction for me. It didn't you know it didn't it didn't ruin the movie for me but i will tell you that it, i noticed it and i don't want to notice those kinds of things in my movies all right so charlie's angels it's it's nothing to get super excited about as far as like an instant classic or anything like that but if you're looking for a fun 2 hour escape movie you could do worse than charlie's angels okay there, there there's also potential for a second one there's some awesome cameos in the credit end scenes, which I've got a whole post on that I'll put up here in a little bit. You guys want to check that out because that was, it was pretty cool. And I'd be down, I'd be down for a sequel. The three main angels, uh they make an, a good kick butt team and, and I'd be all about seeing them again. Again, reminder, this is not summer blockbuster material by any means. I think it's going to be okay on the success level uh in the box office this year. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to break any b- big numbers or anything like that. As as we've seen, uh, it, opening weekend, it comes in at number three, right? But I had a lot of fun watching Kristen Stewart. And that fun was absolutely worth the box office dollars from me. Now, from a parent review, this is rated PG-13. And I feel like that's pretty fair. The language is actually pretty toned down, which surprised me because Elizabeth Bank is is not afraid to, to throw some F-bombs out there. And uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember any. There might have been one there, but I might have been having so much fun, I I just overlooked them. But I I just don't remember a whole lot of it. I let my teens and tweens see this one without any concerns. Sex-wise, very little, very little. That's not the focus of this movie. You don't have any nudity. The biggest issue is the violence. So if that's something that your family struggles with or, or you don't like, then this is not something that your kids need to see. Back to the sex. There is some sexualization of the women, But they use their their looks as an additional weapon in their arsenal. And that kind of goes with the whole Charlie's Angels thing. So no one should be surprised by that. And I think it was Kristen Stewart who actually points that out. She says something along the lines of being a woman is actually seen as an asset in my line of work because it takes men a little bit longer to see women as a threat. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's 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 well. I thought it was pretty well done. I thought it was a I thought it was a fun popcorn flick. Okay, that's that's where this one lands. This one is for the women and girls. Uh, I'm definitely gonna stream it when it comes out. But I'm also cool without a second showing in the theater. It's not like it's that good where I feel like I need to go back for it. All right. Now that's the Monday movie minute this week. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe. Throw up those five star reviews helps other fangirls find the show, and is always absolutely appreciated by me. All right, guys, thanks for fangirling with me on the No Guilt Fangirl podcast, and I hope you'll be back to fangirl with me again real soon.